Now, as we move into the second year of this and frustrations at an all-time high and people at each other's throats, and we, we know, I mean, it's exhausting, right? And no, nobody's denying that. We've all been through hell. Uh, it doesn't matter. And it, it's not fair to sit there and say, well, this happened to me. What, nothing happened to you. No, we, we've all gone through things. We've all, I mean, anything like it, this kind of upheaval, this kind of uncertainty, you don't know. You don't know what the guy next to you has gone through. Just trust that we've all gone through things, every one of us. So we're all frustrated. We're all angry. We all want this to be over. Um, Unfortunately, this trucker's convoy will not end it. It will not end the mandates. What might end the mandates, if we can draw anything from other countries, is a switch in where we are with the pandemic. You saw what happened in the UK. They basically blasted all restrictions. There's nothing left there. Um, A lot of people say it's for political reasons, more so than the virus. Okay, but whatever. South Africa also making some changes. Uh, We're in a different position now than we were. So we're hearing about endemic, 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 right? Moving from pandemic to endemic. Well, what does that mean? When will it happen? And what happens once it does happen? A lot of happenings going on. We're going to chat now with Dr. Jason Kindrichuk, who's an assistant professor at the Max Rady College of Medicine and Medical Microbiology and Infectious Diseases. Um... Doc, uh, thanks for joining us again today. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me on, Jay. You know, I was, I was talking to uh, one of the producers here who was producing the show that I was doing two years ago, and he reminded me that the first time we had you on was two years ago this week. You were actually in Africa at the time. I was in Nairobi. And, you know, it, it feels <laughs> almost like it was that the time frame between then and now feels like probably, you know, the time frame from when Under Pressure first came out, in you know, as a single, right? Like, it's... It's just been forever. It really, really has. I mean, two years, which is a long time, but like you say, it just, it's almost like you have a hard time remembering what it was like before all of this garbage. But anyway, here we are. Um, we keep hearing about endemic, right? Now, we, we, we all know in Alberta, Dr. Hinshaw and Jason Kenny got themselves in a whole lot of trouble in the summertime by declaring endemic stage perhaps a little prematurely. I think they would agree with that. But uh, a bunch of other places are talking, and we're seeing some change. Let's define it. When we talk about endemic, Doc, what does that mean? Yeah, basically, we have a static rate of, of infections, right? So, so when you look at, at infections and, and recoveries, you basically have a, a reproduction number that, that is sitting at one. So you don't see those, those drastic waves like we see during, uh, during a pandemic. Now, that doesn't mean that you won't see waves and you right. won't have times when things go into an epidemic stage, but you have, you have a balance. Now, the problem with that, though, is that that balance doesn't dictate mildness, right? So lots of uh, fever is, uh, is a good example of an endemic disease. Malaria, smallpox was endemic. So you can have high case fatality rates and have endemic diseases. Okay. How do we get there? What, what is it? I mean, we're at like 90% vaccinated in this country now, plus thousands of people who've acquired the disease and therefore should have some form of natural immunity. When do we say, okay, we're at endemic stage now? Is it that R number once we hit there? I mean, is there two weeks, a month, six months of basic constant levels of disease within the community? How do we know when we're there? That's a good question, right? So listen, as a virologist, what, what I will say is that our decision or our, our deciding on this really is secondary to what the virus decides yeah. and that and we're dealing with an innate object right this is this is not something that that has a consciousness so it really is up to what the virus does 
Um, and it really, I, we don't have a time frame, right? So when we think about this idea of immunity in the community, well, how high does immunity need to be for us to get balance in, in regards and in, in control in regards to, uh, to, to the rates of transmission? Well, that's a big question mark because with certainly with Omicron, um, if you look at different places in the country, um, are we at a stage where we can pull back those different safety restrictions and still have basically control okay. over the amount of transmission we're seeing and the pressure on healthcare systems? I, we're not there yet. So we, we need to be very, very careful in saying, yes, the likelihood is that this will become endemic based on what we've seen with other coronaviruses in the past. But let's not assume that we are there yet, because that will get us into trouble. Yeah, I think you're hearing a lot of that. Like a lot of people saying things have changed, things are different. Um, but with, you know, especially just take a look at where we are in terms of hospitalizations right now, mm-hmm. to, to say that we're, we're past the worst of this is obviously um, not the situation that we find ourselves in. Um, I'm, I'm wondering in terms of um, where we are, though, I keep saying... Yeah. Doc, that, okay, it's two years down the road now. We just talked about how long it's been. Our population is different. Our virus that we're dealing with is different. I mean, we're on the third or fourth, fifth variant, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Should it be different in the way that we look at it in terms of how we manage things? I mean, should there be a, 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 an added nuance to the discussion because it's a different time in a different place? Well, I think we have to have those discussions, right? I think certainly we, we need to get to a, a point where certainly the, the things that we rely on most, certainly healthcare, uh, as well as obviously industry and, and, and commerce, if we can get to a point that we can comfortably pull back the reins and, yeah. and, and start to remove restrictions, then yeah, we, we need to have that conversation. I think trying to put a time frame on it gets difficult because again, I, you know, coming out of Delta, I think we, we all hope, okay, well, Delta is probably going to be the variant that sits around for a long time. And all of a sudden Omicron came literally out of nowhere. So to me, there's a question of saying, we've been burnt a few times by variants of concern. Let's not assume that there isn't going to be another variant of concern after Omicron. What should we think when we see what's going on in the UK? What went on in South Africa a month or so ago where they kind of said, hey, we're through it. It's, uh, we're good now. I mean, UK's basically thrown everything out the window, even though they're seeing massive levels of hospitalization. Yeah, I, I think part of this is watching to see what we can learn from other countries, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so South Africa is, is a great example. Um, you know, they're, they, they've been pretty good. I think part of it is going to be what happens uh, when certainly when temperatures start to shift or we start to see a change um, in, in, you know, in, in movement of populations and we start to see more opening of, uh, of international movement. If you still have that control. I think that's going to be a big thing for us to watch. Europe is going to be big for us to watch. Um, and, and then certainly different regions. Ontario is going to be probably one of our best indicators and in, in Quebec as well for Canada because they hit that, you know, that, that Omicron wave faster than yeah. other regions. So let's see what goes on, what has worked, and start trying to implement those here. Excellent. Makes sense to me. Uh, Doc, thanks so much for your time today. I appreciate you joining us. Thanks for having me, Shay. You bet. That's Dr. Jason Kindrachuk, who is uh, one of our trusted voices.